Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of Title Subject to Change. My name is Adam. I'm your host, and of course, Sal is here. What's up, buddy? Hi, Adam. How are you today? Good. I'm a little apprehensive today. <laughs> We're, this is Why the first is that, time. Pal? This is the first time we will be utilizing Peacock TV for this show. And um, this is the first time we're titling on the cock, yes. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I'm, no. I'm not a person who's about change anyway. I'm always like against change. I resist it with like, you know, all types no, of force and stuff. But peacock fucking blows. Yeah, nobody likes it. As none yet. of the none of my uh, fellow WWE Network subscribers really like it at all. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, there's the new Say by the Bell, but I haven't even sat down and watched that yet. <laughs> it, uh, the, the, the search functionality is, is garbage, at least for if, if you're, if you're just trying to search for WB network content, the search functionality is garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, pull the curtain back. We were, we were briefly chatting about this before we started. It's not, it's not like this is the WWE network. This just happened, this just happens to be now the WWE section on Peacock. Mm -hmm. And, and like we talked about last time, uh, I can't remember if it was on, on episode 17 or after we went off when I just randomly popped up, um, some WCW pay-per-view from 2000 that was on the front page just to see, and they had, and Peacock had inserted nine ad breaks into this two and a half hour pay-per-view. Mm. Basically, after every match was an ad break. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want to avoid that, you don't, you can't pay the 4.99 a month. You got to pay the 9.99 a month. Which oh. is what I did. I I changed it and I upgraded to, which is weird because you would think premium would be the top tier but i upgraded to premium plus um and we'll we'll, you know i've watched a couple things today so at least i I know that the ad free works but um why couldn't they just use the same fucking interface and just have us go to like a separate you know website that still linked you to like you know you had to use a peacock login or whatever. Yeah, why well, can't like peacocktv.com/wwe just be the network interface? Seriously, that would be so much easier. And you know what would be annoying is if in like three years they change it so that it does like go back yeah. to the old and network it's, interface. And it's not and it's not it's not the two of us being like man I don't like change man it's markedly worse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the, and I mean, in terms of the, the the lack of library right now, um, and we've talked we've talked about they talked about that last time. Hopefully, that improves as time goes on. But just it's it's when 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 it was WWE Network, that was that was its own thing, and it was there for a specific purpose. And, and it did its job very well. And now that it's this, it's, like we said, it's just kind of tacked on to the side. Like, Peacock! And then somebody has taken a piece of, like, scotch tape and stuck the WB logo onto the side of it. Like, now with WB! Speaking of which... It, it sucks. It sucks. The chairman got his wish. 
Because when he yeah. launched this network, or the WWE network, as it were, seven years ago, um, the second he launched it, he was hoping to sell it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This was never going to be like he was trying to impress people with his subscriber numbers, and meanwhile, it stayed at two million for the length of the network. And now he sold it, and he was like, "I don't give a shit. Now I don't care. Now I can just lay back and count my billions of dollars." Do you think we could use like a VPN to to access like an international version of it just to have the good stuff back? I wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> Um, and it's interesting you mentioned that because um, my work laptop, the entire interface and VPN is from Sweden. So, because that's where the product's manufactured. Oh, okay. So, if the WWE wasn't blocked on there i could probably watch the network <laughs> but unfortunately if you go to wb.com it's like access denied yeah the fuck are you trying to do at work motherfucker nothing i was just checking on something for a customer <laughs> <laughs> no i was talking to this guy and he had just happened to ask me who who won the match between the fiend and randy orton and so I had to go. Uh, I, I I was trying to look it up for for the customer so that I could provide them with superior customer service. I I wasn't going to watch WrestleMania at work. That would be silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be silly because WrestleMania is not really rewatchable. Not not this year. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of WrestleMania, they decided to replay, or at least it came up in my YouTube um, feed, uh, watch the entire match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt from WrestleMania 36, the cinematic match. Oh, yeah, I saw match, that. Right? I saw that on my, uh, yeah. So I decided to watch it, and the whole time I'm watching it, I was like, this is so fucking good. Why didn't they do this for Fiend and Orton? Because there's there's a crowd. Uh, yeah, so does that mean we, that's what we're gonna do a backlash? We're gonna get um Fiend and Orton in a in a cinematic match? Maybe I don't know. Because I, I actually had that same thought at the end of I don't remember if I mentioned this on, on on a show or not, but at the end of night one, like the the, the morning of Sunday, like before oh, afternoon probably because I slept in, but Sunday before night two, I was like, there weren't any cinematic matches last night. Mm-hmm. And then I went, oh, yeah, there was a crowd. Yeah, but we're going is, – is that why they're doing WrestleMania Backlash? Just to fix everything that they didn't do on WrestleMania weekend? Maybe. It's true. Drew's going to win the title, the whole fucking nine. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even want to talk about the current product. Let's <laughs> talk about what happens when we press the button on Peacock. Yeah, well, last time on the show, our last episode uh, with uh, the actual network, we watched an episode of 205 Live from 2019, uh, which featured a, a crazy match between Mike Kanellis and uh, Akira Tozawa, and nothing else of great import, um, because it's 205 Live. But, um, I mean, am I wrong? Uh, speaking of which, guess who's doing big things on 205 Live and has, like, character development on that show? A good old friend, uh, uh, good old friend Anthony Green. 
Like, I caught a very quick... You mean August Gray? Yeah. I caught a very... Uh, AG. We'll call him AG. Um, I caught a, a quick clip, and I was like, he's got, like, a catchphrase over there. He's got... <laughs> it's like if a tree falls in a forest and no, and no one's around. <laughs> Does anybody actually watch 205? No. No, they don't. Which is a shame, because I like Anthony Green, but I still can't watch. I still have no desire to watch I, 205. I forget now. Well, yeah, that now too. That now that I'm... Now that I'm back to watching or trying to watch live, as it were, I forget on Fridays. Mm-hmm. That's when if it's I on. Watch, if I even get to watch SmackDown on Fridays, so I uh, did not. I watched the opening segment of SmackDown this week, but I I forgot to watch the rest of it. I will maybe. I, don't I know. missed the the ending, I think, but I don't fucking remember what happened. Um. Anyway, for anyone who, who before you do the thing that you do, mm-hmm. before, for anyone who missed last episode, um, we, we did have to rejigger the randomizer because somebody complained mm-hmm. <clears throat> that things weren't being properly represented. Uh, so now what the, what the randomizer is going to do is the randomizer is going to spit out a date, uh, a date without a year, so just a month and a day, and then it is going to randomly pick from now the things available on Peacock on that date. Um so, like, if it spit out February 14th, for instance, then, you know, St. Valentine's Day Massacre would be on the list and anything else. Anything else on Peacock. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt every time I say that. Uh, that that happened on the 14th of February, whatever year it is. So, um, there, that's your, uh, that's your, your brief uh, reminder of what the fuck it is we do here. Uh, so, Sal, mm-hmm. whenever you're ready. Like I said, man, I'm a little bit nervous to press the button tonight. I don't even know, like, what's going to happen when I do. So, hopefully, you know, it's not anything weird, because that will just make me not want to fucking do this show anymore. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Here we go. All right, the date. Please don't even try to... Get us to find it. Just tell me what it is, and I'll type it into the search bar. The date that it is given us is February twenty sixth. Sounds so, like an awful time in wrestling. <laughs> We're between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, uh, on the road to, if you will. Um, the event that we've been given is a it's a true classic, Sal. Mm-hmm. What it's it? WWF Superstars from February 26th, 1994. Oh. Um, I, I got to tell you, that's not a thing. I just typed in WWF Superstars, and it said no results were found. You don't have to type Superstars. <laughs> okay, let's click on WWE, and then I'll hit search, and then what do I type? Superstars. Superstars. And it's the one with the block logo, John Cena's uh, Chang Yang block logo. Remember when I used to have an F? Which season are we going to watch today? Uh, season three, episode nine. Also, not the one with Alunder Blaze. No. Season so three. Superstars, season three, episode nine, February twenty sixth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, before we begin. Uh-huh. I would like to um, take I this read the time. Description, but okay. 
Well, before you read the episode description, I would like to take this time to warn every anybody. Maybe they were never watching in 1994. Maybe they've never heard of of anything from the WWF in 1994. So let me set the stage for our younger fans. See, Vince McMahon went through the trial of his life during this time. And that, in conjunction with the fall of Hulk Hogan and all of the, you know, golden era superstars, um, 1994, what you could call the transitional year. Um, (laughs) It was probably, between that and 95, the worst financial year in the company. Like, it was atrocious. Like, they couldn't get 5,000 people in, in the garden. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So that yeah. being said, let's look at 1994. Uh, also, before we before we continue, something we briefly touched on earlier, but I want to remind people of both Sal and I do have the premium plus version of Peacock, which is uh, the completely ad free version. So if you don't have that, there may be ads inserted into this program somewhere. Uh, if you are trying to watch along, I guess just pause us when the ads play and unpause us when the show comes back. I, I we don't have any way of knowing where the ads would be uh, because that would just be a pain in the ass for recording purposes. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, yes. So uh, from the episode description, which is a lot less uh, detailed than the WWE Network ever was, you don't see uh, it keeps disappearing when I stop moving the mouse. Uh, Brett Hitman Hart tangles with Adam Bomb in the main event. Shawn Michaels discusses WrestleMania. Those are our two things that we've been promised. Uh, for this episode of Superstars from February 26th, 1994. So, if you're going to watch along with us, uh, go ahead and bring that up on your peacock and uh, get it to... God, I hate that every time I say it. And get yourself to zero, zero, zero. I will count us down. Uh, three, two, one, play. When I say play, you hit play. And before you do that, yeah. uh, let's make a little... Let, let's make some predictions. Okay? Because <laughs> I, I am not familiar with this episode, but I'm familiar enough with the Superstars program. Um, does Brett get a good match out of Adam Bomb? Let's start with that. <sighs> I mean, it's superstars. It's Brett, though. Brett has but put also, on. But it's also Adam Bomb. But Brett has put on amazing matches on superstars. Mm, I'm still giving it a solid maybe. All right. <laughs> Second thing is who do you predict the commentary team to be. Oh, good God. Because I do not remember. And I know who it wasn't. I know it wasn't Vince, because he took himself off commentary at this point. Uh, Was Heenan still in the WWF in 94? Nope, he he left by December. I have, I literally have no idea. In my brain, it's just going, it's Gorilla and Jesse, but it's not fucking Gorilla and Jesse for superstars. I have no, no, no. no. Idea. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Lord, it's Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't... Honest to God, I wasn't really watching in 94, especially not superstars. No. Um, I'd watch, like, Raw, because that was the new thing. Once Raw came out, I stopped watching superstars. I never watched superstars because I could never find it. It was like twelve o'clock after Saturday morning cartoons. I could never find it on my cable. Or maybe that same was with like I don't know. Same with like Action Zone and all that shit. I could never fucking find them. Um, I'm gonna say Jim Ross and and Gorilla Monsoon. 
That was the old radio WWF commentary team. That's right. I remember searching, trying to find radio WWF, and not being able, not realizing it was an overseas thing. All right. Uh, you say that, but co- but you know, um, Jason has said to me that he was able to hear radio WWF. So mm-hmm. I guess we just suck. So <laughs> not recently. Um, all right. So at this point, everybody should be at that zero zero mark. Uh, so here we go. Three. Two, one, play. What's this? A strange object appearing on my radar screen. This is racist. What the Ladies hell? Ladies and gentlemen, there have been confirmed sightings of a dangerous giant monster approaching our city. Braun Strowman's here? What the fuck is this? It's Charles Barkley. No, no, it's a from Spielberg movie. Did you say it's Charles Barkley? Yes. Oh, it's Yokozuna! Oh, so it's even somewhat more racist. It's actually more racist, because for anybody who's not watching along, um, they're taking clips from a, like, a black and white version of, uh, of Godzilla, and Yokozuna just showed up. Oh my god! Oh god. Johnny Polo from Palm Beach. Golden Vic. Because we're only three weeks away. Imagine that from WrestleMania 10. And three weeks from now. Oh wait, that's right. I think Vince took a little sabbatical after WrestleMania 10. So, uh, but you can tell the budget's bad. They have to share a microphone. Yeah. Um, Vince and uh, Raven are in front of a green screen. Raven, that's Johnny Polo. Uh-huh. And Vince is wearing a three-piece suit. Which is a, it's very, it's a very plain suit though. It's not, uh, it's not peacock blue. No, well, it's, it's, it's the trial of his life suit. <laughs> oh, here we go. Intercontinental champion Razor Ramon will be on the program tonight. All right, all right. Uh, and Johnny Polo's own uh, clients, the Quebecers. Sal, they're not the mountains. Nope. We have a special interview with Shawn Michaels. And what are we starting with? Oh, we're starting with Razor. I'm assuming that's his opponent in the ring, in the robe. <laughs> There's a guy in the ring that's wearing a black cloak. There's a druid in the ring. There's a druid in the ring. I love Razor Ramon. Are we, um... Good God. We're post, um, one, two, three, kid. So, Razor is a good guy at this point. <laughs> Did Vince just call him the Big Rays? I hope so. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. What is that? That is apparently Black Phantom. Black Phantom? Uh, Phantom? <laughs> the Black Phantom has a black singlet and a black, a plain black mask that covers his entire face. Vic. Johnny Polo Raven keeps calling him Vic and it's making me cringe. Hey, Chico. 
you lose my gold, I break your face. Oh, is that Tony Jimmel? Holy shit, oh. I never knew that was Tony Jimmel. Probably. Good luck. It's probably the WWF Superstars old. episode 387. Let's see. Who's the black? Oh, my God. Who is it? You will never, you would not in a million years guess who that was. Uh, no, wait, let me try. Hold on. He's got a little bit of a tan. He's, uh, he's probably a couple inches shorter than Razor. Um, is it... Oh, man. He's, he's got a little, not, not real size, but he's definitely not a small dude. Oh! That was a DDT out of the corner by the Black Phantom. Um, fuck. <laughs> when did Vince McMahon calling out the sloppy cover? Yeah, but then Chipolo, too. That was real sloppy. Uh, little double double throat thrust. That's not Owen, is it? Please tell me that's no. not Owen. <laughs> that is our friend, according to Cage Match, that is our friend David Heath. You mean, um, uh, Gangrel? Gangrel. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, it's funny... Because I've heard people say in shoot interviews that back in this time period when they used to get dark matches, or when they used to get, I'm sorry, when they used to get enhancement matches in the WWF, they would always bring a mask because you don't want to ruin, sure, like your image by having yourself. Sally Jesse Raphael is really excited for the Razor's Edge. Yes, she is. Um, you don't want to ruin your image by having yourself get beat up pretty quickly on Superstar, right. so you wear, you wear a mask. When I was a kid, do you, you remember American Gladiators, obviously? Of course. Do you remember the American Gladiators action figure? I remember them. I don't, I don't think I ever owned any, but I remember them. I only ever had two. I had Nitro and Gemini. Seems like the two you would have. And they, they didn't have a lot of articulation, obviously. But, uh, you know, you could move their arms up and down, and they had the, the, their hands and fists so they could hold the grapple sticks for the joust, because I also had the joust playset, which was awesome. Which, that's where it's at, because I remember one of my friends had the joust playset. And I used to, I literally, I used to just make them give each other the razor's edge just all the time. Because <laughs> they were just perfectly set up for that. Speaking of razor, um, he beat that guy in about 30 seconds. Uh, two minutes and ten seconds. That's, oh, hey, there's Gorilla Monsoon. How about it? Ugly Last fucking tie. On WWF superstars, the return of the funeral is that, parlor. Is that supposed to be like of course, film reel? Like, what the fuck is on his tie? I don't know, but is that the, that's the famous, like, studio, right? On a funeral parlor, I forget what they the call event that. Center. The event center. Yes. Or the control center. No, that was WCW. I think it was the event center. I remember this. Too bad we didn't get uh, February 19th. What happened on February 19th? This. Oh, oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Lex Luger's at the funeral parlor. Wait a minute. They still had the funeral parlor, but Taker wasn't even there? Because <laughs> Taker died, remember? As well, oh, Rumble man, gotta do something. Look at the skulls with the light bulbs in the eyes. <laughs> Ooh, Lex Luger's going face to face with Big Yoko. 
Now, we covered WrestleMania 10 for we did. classic rundown series, WrestleMania Salvation. That's right. Well, folks, how about the uninvited guest on the funeral? At that time, I was convinced America, as I was Luger, watching it, I was like, wait, this isn't the one where Lex Luger gets counted out and they celebrate it like he won the fucking title. It? it was not. No, that was SummerSlam. The one where uh, Yoko, Yoko gets counted out. That was at SummerSlam. SummerSlam 93, and they, the Steiners came down and lifted up Lex on their shoulders and balloons fell from the ceiling. Lex becomes the reigning WWF champion, but waiting in the wings, another former WWF champion, the Hitman So stupid. No bargain there, folks. Which, by the way, if you're going to go all the way with the Lex Express, just put the fucking belt on him. Did Gorilla just call him the Hitman Heart and just yes. completely and just ignore his first name? He does that. He's got the toughest match of his entire you know, career looking him right in a kisser because he has to face, before any of that happens, his own flesh and blood and brother, the Rocket Owen Hart. That's right. Who has shown us of late that he Which has tremendous wrestling skills match. and abilities. But and I don't, I'm, one thing and one I don't thing understand how that match actually happened. That is to prevent. Brett said, under no circumstances will I ever champion. fight my brother Owen. What's on the hit yeah, well, so did the Undertaker. <laughs> you know, I've had a most difficult task set before me. And, you know, and to go in the ring at WrestleMania 10 with my own brother, my own flesh and blood, is going to be a very, very... Uh, it's going to be a hard thing for me to do. <laughs> you know, oh, you've this was you're the best take we got. And, uh, you know, you're like a big dog that's ready for the you hunt. Know. The but big dog? Keep in mind one you thing. know, it's going to be a very, uh, difficult, You know, I um, saw the uh, funeral parlor, and uh, I appreciate what Lex Luger By said. the way, Brett with no pink him. on his black he's leather jacket. And, uh, he's a much worthier also. opponent. And all I can say is I wish you all... Probably didn't want to interfere with the chroma key. ...step in the ring with Yokozuna. But Lex Luger, just remember one thing. There's two kinds of luck. I wish you good luck in the match with Yokozuna. But you're going down when you step in the ring with me. What does it have to do What's with luck? Brett, What's the other kind of luck? Confident about our Dumb luck? <laughs> is it confidence? Owen needs a haircut. Is it a cover-up? Because deep down inside... Brett, Owen also but it doesn't even get a green you know screen. I'm better than you. I know I'm better than you. We've both known it all along, Brett. You've tried to hold me back. you tried to keep me down in your shadow. But I'm stepping shadow. out of the shadow. Shadow, shadow, shadow. I'm a 10, Brett. I'm going to prove what we've known all along. I'm the best heart. And I'm, I'm the kiss best your leg. I'm the best there was. Out of your leg. And don't you dare go looking past me at some big world title match. Yeah. Because don't you dare do that. First, Brett. And who says you're going to get through me to get into the world title match? I don't think so. Now, since Owen won the cage match, shouldn't Owen have faced Yoko at the end of the night? It wasn't a cage match at WrestleMania 10. It was just a one-on-one match. The cage oh, match was right. a SummerSlam. And I agree with you. Brett should have lost his opportunity, and Owen should have fought Yoko. Hey, Who the fuck is that? Schmuck. Some local schmuck. They decided to let pretend to be ringing out They used to let kids do this, and I used to be like, I want to do that! <laughs> oh, good God. John Paul and Miguel Rosado. What, 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 what the fuck? Why? Johnny, okay, Johnny Polo. Wait a minute. Wasn't Johnny Polo on commentary? Johnny Polo has entered the arena wearing flippers, a scuba mask, and a bathrobe. <laughs> that was good, kid. Get the fuck out of there. Wait. Thumbs down. That's right, thumbs down. Um... 
Vince is doing this match by himself? Seems that way. What is... Okay. Well, I mean, Polo had to go change, obviously. Dude, I am being dead honest with you. This is why the Raven character worked so good in ECW. Because he was like, they had me dress up like an idiot on Superstar. Why is Nikolai Volkov in the crowd? Because he's going to punch Jock right in the mouth. Dressed like the world's worst like car salesman. Nikolai Volkov, one of the all-time greats in the WWF. Hi, Uncle Nick. Nikolai Volkov, by the way, talk about uh, sticking out like a sore thumb. He's the biggest man in the crowd in this pinstripe red suit. <laughs> he's just pointing at Jock and yelling at him. He's wearing, yeah, he's wearing a red suit with pinstripes. A, a mustard-colored shirt. Wait! <laughs> and we get men on a mission. Wait, Mabel is beatboxing. Did you yes, know Mabel is. could beatbox? I did not. I also didn't know that Mo looked that old in 94. <laughs> Mo is just looking at it. Was Mo going to say something? God, no, I don't think so. Mo is just standing there like. Yep. Vince calling him out. Calling him out again. Where's George Naringo? Wait. Is that the Pope? Did Shock just get drop kicked by the Pope? That's Sean Paul, like the 23rd. He's going to have a headache and a half. That's That's... Riveting commentary by Vince. Good God, he crippled him with that post. Wait, if you deliver pile driver like that, why wouldn't you just... Oh, because you have to do the the twirly thing that they do for the finisher. There you go. Whee! Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that looks stiff. PCO hooks the, uh, just, hooks PCO the inside just leg. Full ass on that fucking chopper. You call him PCO, but he, he looks like a blue chip prospect to me. Not that old guy in our racing team. So wait, both of, his eye, both of his eyes work at this point? Ah! Holy shit. In another ugly fucking time. Dude, before there was Scott Stanford, there was Stan Lane. <laughs> Look at that middle part. But there is a way to be a part of all the action. Hey, Stan Lang, you know how you were like an awesome tag team wrestler with the Midnight Express? I'll tell you what, I'll give you a job in the WWF, but you have to be uh, a monkey in a suit and uh, do whatever I tell you to. Stan, can you read? Seriously. WWF Fan Festival, Madison Square Garden. Was that access before it was called that? Probably. Can experience the WWF. That's you. Oh, that's me. I'm a fan. That's me. Stars will be on hand to pose for photographs, sign autographs. Stanley does not look happy doing this right now. No. Looks like he's concentrating really hard on the teleprompter. He's doing his best news. He's doing his best newsman voice. You can even sit here at the face-to-face desk. 
So if you're in the area, come be a part of all Please the take my job. Your chance to experience <laughs> WWF for yourself. If you're in the area at the Madison Square Garden box office or any call 919-645-7171. I love when they blur out the number. Because I just want them. To, I just wanted to be like, and you can get your tickets by calling hold solo. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me tell you people. Help. Help this. Help me out with something. Yeah. Jim Cornette was the American spokesperson for Yokozuna, but his services did not extend to Crush. I'm sick of you. That's a shame. Because Crush is from Hawaii. Uh, but Crush could still use a mouthpiece. Speaking of mouthpieces, Fuji is just standing there sinisterly looking sinister into the camera. Why does he still have this kind of demolition face? That's a good question. Backstabber Carly Doe. He's going to fight Carly Doe. And you will pay, pay from head to toe. You will pay, pay to rent shoes at my bowling alley. There will be no mercy because Crush. Did he run a bowling alley? Was it a movie theater? It was a movie theater. One of them. Unlimited falls. That means unlimited falls is what that that. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to point out this was a false count anywhere match that defied the rules of a false count anywhere match. Wow, don't you dare miss it. Because it's not the falls. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> it's not the falls that count. Nope. It's the minute after. You don't want to miss it. You have 60 seconds to get back in the ring, which made no fucking sense. Because within the first seven seconds of the match, um, I think it was Savage got pinned. Experience right? The World Wrestling Federation has never but then he got back in the ring, so everybody was like, wow, this is, I don't have any interest in this anymore. Now Todd Pettengill is going to talk to us about the fan You know what? I may, I've always historically made fun of Todd Pettengill. I will say this. Todd Pettengill does a much better job than Stanley. Much better. Also, that picture of the, the, the update desk had fucking Ray Rougeau. Yeah, that was weird. commentator and call a historic World Wrestling Federation match and take the tape home with you. Now that's kind of cool. Alongside who? Because it sure the fuck ain't Vince McMahon. Oh, and don't forget to bring your camera. Probably Gorilla. Photo opportunity of a Tickets are on sale now at the Garden Box Office or Charge. No. No. It's not even Bob Spark Plug Holly. It's no. Thurman Spark Plug. It's white meat baby face. Brown mullet. Purple tights. Thurman Sparky Plug. So he's not even a Holly. He's just Thurman Sparky Plug. Domino! Derek Domino. Derek. Absurd, how can you say that? Immediately after I leave here, I'm flying directly to Palm Beach in a chartered plane, and I'm going skin diving with Barbie and Bambi. Then why did you change back, Johnny? Skin diving. G-Money. Derek Domino. 
locking up, ladies and gentlemen, with Thurman's Sparky Plug. Derek Domino. I thought that was Anthony Kaye. Derek Domino from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, wrestled from 1992 uh, to 2002. Really, no, he did not. Where did the cage match he Where? What, what, where is it based out of? Like the Northeast? That had to be the Northeast. He's from, he's from Philadelphia. But did he, like, wrestle around the area? Like, was he ever up in New England? Did he work for Tony Rumble? I think he's taking a few too many laps around the Oval. Let's see, H-W-A, JCW, NWA Jersey. Wait a minute. Wasn't Bob Holly from a different place than Talladega, Alabama? Probably. But Thurman Sparky Plug. What a dumb fucking name. Look at his fucking purple and green tights with his blue boots. Make him look like a race car. Oh, dude, he stiffed him on that knee drop. Did you see that? Of course he did. It's Bob Fuck Holly. Tell me I changed the question. Yay, Thurman Sparky Plug. Even the crowd's like, this sucks. Well, a very bright future for himself here in the WWF. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Oh no! Psycho Pro! What the fuck? Fuck you, U.S. government. I'm still gonna promote my steroid brand. You've gotta want it. I always like to keep my favorite snack handy. So when Savage left to go to WCW, which was literally later this year, he took his. Bob Holly was built He took his Slim Jim contract with him? Apparently. Yeah, because the contract was with, uh, with, with Slim Jim, not WWF. No, I mean, Slim Jim's contract was with Savage then, not yeah. WWF. Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. This must have been so fucking bad. We said, we said the same thing with some different sides. Well, because usually, like, they'll reach out to the WWF and be like, hey, can you throw us some crappy wrestlers for our Snickers commercial? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can we, can we, can Mick, can Mick Foley sell jumbo ravioli? Please? <laughs> God about that. Mmm, beefy. Mmm, beefy. Ray Rougeau is interviewing Shawn Michaels because Gene Oakland is in WCW now. What a dumb question. <laughs> we all know that a history making event is Don Michaels, what are the particulars in this ladder match? You know, it wasn't really the first ladder match. You know, Sean and I fought in ladder matches up and down the East Coast. You ever see the video of that? Of Michaels versus Brett in the 92 ladder match? Um, the rules are simple. There are no rules. Here's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> so, in 92, when they did that match against Brett, and the yeah. reason I know this is because I own the 50 greatest ladder matches ever DVD. Nice. Um, Good idea, Sean. Kick, kick, kick Ray Rougeau the fuck out of the ring. You used the ladder, but it was pinfall. So the ladder was just what? a weapon. No, the original ladder match between Brett and, and Michaels, you used the ladder as a weapon, but it was just pinfall and submission. What sense does that make? So it was like a no DQ match. That makes no sense whatsoever. I know, but that's what they did in '92. <laughs> you know, right now, 
little Dolph Ziggler and Rob Van Dam and all of them are taking notes. Like, ooh, sit on the ladder and cut the promo. Ooh. <laughs> Stop looking at my taint, Ray. The heartbreak kid will be standing. Head and shoulders? Oh, I thought I was going to say head and shoulders on the rest. Because that's the cliche line. Intercontinental champion. March 20th, Sunday afternoon in Madison Square Garden. The last Sunday afternoon. thing you're hear is, ladies and gentlemen, the Intercontinental Champion, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Of course, at this point, fucking, what is this, 20... Seven years later, I'm just waiting for someone to tip the ladder over. Right. <laughs> that man is the epitome of confidence. He is indeed. The epitome of confidence. <laughs> it's a wired mic, and Sean doesn't want to just drop it, because if it breaks, he can't afford another one. <laughs> gently kind of jiggling it down by the wire until Ray Rujo can grab it. Oh, Sally Jesse Raphael is not happy. <laughs> She did the hole. She held her nose and you, put the thumb down. You now, Sean. Michael. You stink, Sean. No, no music. No music for the tax man. Sorry, we, we can do that. We can do that though from the from the Sega Genesis. Phil Apollo. Phil Apollo. What a name, Phil. Apollo. Who's that ring, ring announcer? Is that Ray Combs? Wait, 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 wait. Even better. Phil. Apollo! <laughs> Phil Apollo is from Massachusetts. Oh, that's a shame. The Poor People's Evasion Foundation. Poor People's Evasion. I don't think I've heard of that one. Let's listen to Trained by Killer That's right. That's right. It's time to quit cheating on your taxes. By the way, this was a very weird period in IRS's career where there was no... Um, Money Inc., but there wasn't the the corporation either. Phil Apollo! This is February. IRS really isn't going to have steady income for another month and a half or so. Right. So in the off-season, he has to do something. And that is... Do you remember what his role is at WrestleMania 10? No. What the fuck was that? That was a very nice, soft body slam. Laying him down very gingerly. Very, very gentle body slam. Um, oh. oh, IRS almost got rolled up. Imagine, oh, and then a rake of the face. Anything, that's right. Anything can happen in the WWF. And I'll tell you what. The right people who are rich, they can afford to be rude. So Phil Apollo's most you know, recent Paul, match on Cage matches from '95, but all of the way. matches on his on his page from July of '91 to that last match in December of '95 are fucking job matches in the WWF. There's no there's no indie shows. There's no nothing else. Hey, I got a fun fact for you. Bray was six years old at this point. And Bo was three. Which makes you wonder. Wonder if Bray between six and like ten is when like you might stop bringing your kids around. 
He's so fucking happy. Is that what you said? Unhappy. Oh, yeah. Well, he's like, this sucks. I hate this. I'm going to go back to WCW and do fucking VK Wall Street. Parody of Vince. Yes, please. Thank you for showing us Yokozuna's gooch in a close-up. No mere challenge. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Wait. Two times in a glorious They're not going to have Savage fight Yoko on Raw, are they? Now this spirited battler goes for the coveted three peak. The Macho Man battles Yoko Tuna next week on Superstar. No, on Raw. On Monday Night Raw. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that match did not have a finish. Or the finish was just squat, squish squash. Oh, it's a WrestleMania 10 report. See, and this is why I fucking know. This is why, as a kid, I fucking hated this guy. Look at all the WWF merchandise he's wearing at once. It's mostly just the hat. It's the hat, it's the jacket, it's the fucking pendant around his neck. But it's but it's the fact that it's it's. Got a good shot of that. Good. You can own this jacket too. This is awesome. He's a, he's a doofus. But only three weeks away from WrestleMania uh, 10. Yeah. He's also a bit of a douchebag. March the 20th from the sold out. Great voice though. I'll give him that. Very professional voice. The Cardinal Cage match. That was the opening match on Raw. You just say the first thing that pops into your mind. Here we go. Randy Savage defeats Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji by disqualification. Told you. 11 minutes and 41 seconds. WrestleMania glitz. Glamour, that's easy. Celebrities, the excitement, the fans. Oh, Earthquake defeats the Black the Phantom. Greatest and most historic wrestling matches of all time. Dude, that it's, was a gimme. this episode of Raw, this is Monday Night Raw number 53, is that that title match and then four job matches. Well, yeah, that back then Raw was only an hour. Yeah. Also, the funeral parlor. And they weren't really good. No. Um, Randy Savage defeats Yokozuna by disqualification at 11 minutes 41 seconds. Then Bam Bam Bigelow defeats Mike Corey, 2 minutes and 35 seconds. Earthquake defeats the Black Phantom, 1 minute 44 seconds. Quang defeats John Crystal, 1 minute 32 seconds. And Men on a Mission defeats Steve Smith and the Brooklyn Brawler. He wasn't there. Was he there? Donnie Wahlberg. This is the, the celebrity list for WrestleMania. I don't remember Jenny Garcia. Jenny I don't remember fucking Bucky and Vinny. I don't know who Bucky and Vinny are. I know Little Richard was there. Yeah, Mark Merrill. Oh, Donnie Wahlberg, actually, you know what? He was a guest ring announcer, and it was stupid. Oh, Cy Sperling. Remember that Fink got hair, and then fucking um, Harvey Whipple made him fun of him? After. <laughs> Now, they, the most important part of and then they fought. Let's run that awesome car. This is so there classic, just early nineties. The fucking baseball cap that extends, like it's in, you just basically wear as high on your head as possible. Yep. That means Bret Hart. How about these graphics, by the way? No fancy like WrestleMania graphics. Just a blue background with a nice banner. Nice little WrestleMania logo there. What a road it has been for Lex Luger. It all started back on July 4th on board the USS Intrepid. Oh, good. A, a career retrospect for Lex Luger. Lex Express. The call to action, Kim. Like, he's fucking running for president. Wait, 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 wait. wait. This was the night. That SummerSlam. Knocked, knocked Yoko out. Oh, they didn't show the celebration! Gee, I wonder why. And now, Lex gets his second chance at WrestleMania 10. 
You saw him earlier on in the funeral. I will admit, I was mad when I was a kid right now, when Lex from the got screwed and got DQ'd against Joe yeah. at WrestleMania 10. There's a word on everybody's lips in the World Wrestling Federation these days. It's confidence. Jack Tunney is confident that he made the fair and just... Jack Tunney? That chroma key does not like Cornette's hair. No. Jack Tunney is still a thing? In 94, yeah. When did he got like another year and a half until we get Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, a year and a half. Oh, shit. Maybe a year or so, and then he gets injured before WrestleMania 12. Because WrestleMania 12 is the black is the backlot brawl between Goldust and interim WWF president Ronnie Baker. Well, that's the thing. Vader attacked Gorilla at the beginning of 96. So he must have been president a little bit before then, right? Hang on. It wasn't just like, here's the president. Oh, look, Vader attacks him. Hang on. Oh, my God. Yoko's got that face like he's got gas so bad that he's trying to hold it in. Look at his face. In January 1997. Oh, no, I think it was Summer of 95. Okay. Is when he became president. Your mind is going to be on other things, Bret Hart, because whether you win against... In 96, he was attacked, attacked by Vader. Roddy Piper became interim president until WrestleMania 12, and Morella returned. Brother. Okay. So. On pay-per-view television. Dude. So, brother, you just remember that. Not a fan the woods when you get of the, the person, monster, but the fucking like performance is flawless right now. The champion. Jim mm-hmm. Cornette. Now, keep that was in mind, a great fucking promo. Two very special unannounced guest referees, one for each WWF Championship match, <laughs> and they could be anybody. Yes, they could be Todd Benningale. Absolutely. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> the Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage taking on Kona Crush. Now, in this one, falls can occur anywhere in the building. The only catch is, in order to be declared the winner, you have to make it back to the ring in 60 seconds. There is no doubt I will oh, be the winner has for the Macho Man, my yes. partner on WWF Mania. Stupid. And believe me, Randy Savage is ready. So Do we get three weeks away from Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania <laughs> 10? Take them dice and roll them dice, yeah! <laughs> not in, not so, in fucking Atlantic City! Yes, Here's a question. If Macho Man wins the title at Raw, what happens to the match with Crush? The Intercontinental Championship also on the line as Razor Ramon, the bad guy, defends against the self-proclaimed Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels. Ooh, this will be a ladder match. Here's how it works. Both Razor's belt and Shawn's belt will be I have a question. Why couldn't we have done this from the WBF ladder, update desk? Which is That's a good question. <laughs> also, I know I started off by saying 94 was a transitional year for WWF, but the one thing they had was WrestleMania 10 at the Garden. That was okay. That did good business. Everything else sucked. WWF Women's Champion Alundra Blaze will put her title on the line as well. Against who? We, re- we remembered this was a thing. Hey! Remember that Earthquake versus Ludwig Borga match at WrestleMania 10? No. Because it didn't fucking happen. No. However, Doink and Dink did fight Bam Bam and Luna. Remember that? Remember when Dink chased her out and bit her on the ass? The Smoking Guns. Oh, another match that didn't take place at WrestleMania. Ten-man tag. Did they just take a picture from Bob Holly's Facebook page? What the fuck is that? Also, what the fuck is up with Sean Walton's goddamn face? His eyebrows are missing. He looks fucking weird. Just three weeks away. Call your cable company today. Sunday afternoon. See, that's... 
right, the now first time the first time I ever tried to order a pay-per-view. What are you shaking your head at? Coming up next. Because uh, Gene would like tell you how to order the show. He would like he 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 knew how to do it where he would promote it and it would sound great. And Todd just fucking fell over himself and didn't even tell you where you could order it or how you can call what the number was. Anyway, the first time we tried to order a pay-per-view. The first time we ever tried to order a, a, a wrestling pay-per-view. SummerSlam, I always get the year wrong. 91? 90? Earthquake and Hogan. Anyway. 90. We, we, didn't, we didn't know exactly how to do it. So my dad just called the number. And we ended up ordering whatever the next movie was on, on pay-per-view that day. Some Will Smith movie. I don't even know what it was. And we had to call, like, we had to, once we figured it out, to call again and actually order the pay-per-view. So we called the day of, which I did not want to do. I was really, like, upset that we called the day of, because I was like, no, you don't understand, they told us to call before. <laughs> I was wicked mad. Is it me, or did the kid that, uh, the kid that Bret Hart just gave us sunglasses to look like that guy from SNL, look like Pete Davidson? Probably was. Um, so we called the day of. And there was a... Um, this is at the Westchester County Civic Center in White Plains, New York. So it very well might have been. It very well might have been. So we called the day of, and um, there was a recording that came on. It was like, if you would like to order WrestleMania, 10, press 1, now! Thank you, movie phone. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, ooh, press 1! Now's the time where you press 1! <laughs> See, it's already the best Adam Bomb match I've ever seen. <laughs> Look, even Vince is excited about it. Is he going to send him over the ropes? Oh, over the top rope! There was nothing impressive about Adam Bomb. Not when he debuted, not not throughout his entire WWF career. Yeah, you're not wrong. Look at that. That was a shitty forearm. <laughs> For a big man who's supposed to lay it in. Oh, is he going to hit the post? Of course he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> he punched the post. And it was a good five seconds after Brett moves. You're not watching. You're not watching it. This oh, is no. your show. Pay attention. I was trying to see if Pete Davidson was on Twitter so I could ask him if he, was, if he got Bret Hart's sunglasses. All things you can do later. He doesn't appear to be on Twitter. It's a fucking atom bomb, man. But it's the main event of Superstars. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> main event and Superstars will become two separate shows later on. Oh, this week on Botchamania, by the way, um, they caught a, a section during Raw where Raw had main event graphics. I was like, wait, main event graphics are a thing? Shadow of Owen. Oh, there we go. That turned the lights on. It's always the shadow. Anytime. I like his bow tie. From, from Survivor Series 93 and all the way through 95, anytime Owen was seen, he was the shadow, Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> the shadow. 
Look at him! Look at him! He looks like he's... It looks... Because the way his sunglasses are, it looks like somebody copy and pasted his head on someone else's body. <laughs> Photoshop. That's Photoshop. That's not really Owen. That's fake. That's not really Owen, you guys. That's Photoshop. Fake. <laughs> fake gay. <laughs> also, one thing I, I used to notice about Brett, and it kind of bothered me, is he would come down to the ring, and his hair would be soaking wet. And by the time he wrestled like five minutes, his hair would be all poofy and brown. Like it changed color! Poofy and brown. One thing that I was always, always, always confused of is the little bug in the corner. When you compare it to the actual WF Block logo, yeah. the, the sections are thicker. Why is there such a discrepancy between that logo and the, and the other logo, the one, like the one that's behind you on Skype? Why is there such a discrepancy? Hmm. I'm assuming whoever did the graphics uh, freehanded it. <laughs> I used to draw that a lot. I did too. Honest to God, I did. With the same, with the color scheme. The Took me forever to figure out how to make the line so that the F looked right. And of course, I even used to draw the scratch logo. What's that? I, I even used to draw the scratch logo. Yeah. It was so cool and edgy. Things you things you doodle in math class in like middle school. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. When Adam Bomb debuted, was he managed by Harvey Whippleman or Johnny Polo? I seem That's to Harvey remember. Whippleman. No, but I seem to remember he was managed by Johnny Polo at one point. Oh, oh, big punch to Harvey. Oh. Whips, you got to pay attention, Whips. Dude, Harvey gets a punch in the back of the head and then just falls straight down off the apron. Who came on Brett's chest? Um, oh, no, I'm just... <laughs> you don't want to know what goes on in the dungeon. <laughs> oh, it is back, too. He had those tights at um, Rumble 94. They kept going back to him and showing that replay when uh, him and Luger went over the top at the same time. Whoa! Fucking you. Too close, buddy. That guy... That guy was excited. You said this was in Westchester? Yeah, Westchester County Civic Center, White Plains. We, we, okay, White Plains, we might get the appearance of the, uh, the Hall of Fame fan. Super fan himself, Vlad. I feel like we would have seen him already. Promotional consideration paid for by Promotional the consideration paid for by the following. <gasps> it's the greatest yes. game ever. So the, the covers the covers for the SNES and Genesis versions. Hi everybody, welcome to Face to Face. I'm Stan. Yes. No Stan. I'm talking. Shush. <laughs> On the Genesis version, the Undertaker looks like a body double. Oh yeah, well he looks like the fake Undertaker. Underfaker. Doesn't look like <laughs> That's where they got the idea from. They were like, hey, you know that guy that we got to dress up like the Undertaker? We should do that on TV. Hesitate any longer. I'm wondering, I'm, and now, nowadays I'm just wondering if it if that just ended up being like the same thing like uh, when they put NWO Sting on the back of the Sting DVD. Unbelievable. You know, one of the matches there will be the Quebecers 
Jacques Pierre with their manager Johnny Polo. Hey, Stan. Awesome men Stan, can you act Polo like you care? Mabel, along with the rapper Oscar. Men on a mission getting close to that 800. Along with the rapper mark, Oscar. By WrestleMania 10, they will be there. Their manager, the Beckers, If they're still the champions, in fact, when WrestleMania 10 rolls around, they will definitely have their work cut out for them. I caught up with Johnny Polo and the Quebecers earlier. Will they? And I asked him, is it true that you, much like Joe Namath and Jimmy Johnson, are guaranteeing a victory at WrestleMania 10? Of course I'm guaranteeing victory. Just like Broadway Joe, I got Broadway Jacques and Broadway Pierre, the Quebecers, the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, and come WrestleMania 10. Sunday afternoon. March now I understand why, 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 why Carlo wears an eye patch. Yes, I guarantee it. Tell him, Jacques. That, that right eye is funky. Well, what a is, it a, is it a glass eye? Wait a minute. City. I just thought it was something. Wow. This, this, my timeline's all fucked up. This yeah, plucky youngster, Carl Ouellette, yeah. becomes a pirate in like a year? Is that yeah. what? But he has like long hair and like a beard and like... Why is he a pirate? Well, the arena's and, and packed, when he steals Bret Hart's jacket and shit? Jump here. Now, man on a mission, you ought to be scared to step in the ring. But then he shows up in WCW, and even though they're the they're the Quebecers, oh, he's still a pirate. Thanks, Wikipedia. Ouellette lost vision in his right eye at the age of 12 after an accident with a pellet gun. You're a dick. See that? You just made fun of someone's handicap. What is wrong with you? I'm so not. I'm so used to seeing him with the eye patch that it just looks fucking weird. What is? He also has a gap in his teeth, but that's beside the point. He definitely does. Almost as bad as gorillas. The WWF Tag Team Champion Quebecers. Is that Luger? No. Will <laughs> definitely have their work cut out for him at WrestleMania 10. Ten years in the making. You can join us exclusively on pay-per-view Sunday afternoon, March the 20th, in Madison Square Garden. The Sunday mecca after, of what, sports it started like 2 p.m.? No, 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 five, five. That's not afternoon. 10, yes, it is. WrestleMania's, well, technically, technically, 5 p.m. is evening. Technically, they went on air at 5 p.m., but I think, evening. I think they started doing pre-show stuff, and you would get let into the building around 3.30. Let in. No, put the mask back in. Um, and by the way, 5 p.m. is not afternoon, 6 p.m. 5 p.m. is not evening. 5 p.m. is afternoon. 6 p.m. is evening. Everybody knows that. You know how I know that's a fact? Because when you drive home, it's the afternoon... Um, no, fucking traffic mix on this 108 or whatever the fuck they call it. It's not the evening commute. Hey, next week on Superstars, Lex Luger, Titan Sports. No, I don't want to watch the next one, Peacock. Thank you. No, I do fuck not. You, fuck you and your autoplay. Yeah, so that was something. That's. It was um, a nice oh, little. I said stop. It was a oh, nice yeah. little time capsule into uh, the WWF's what second-rate show in 1994. Second-rate show in their third-rate era. Yeah, definitely not good. But uh, Google, Google agrees with you, and that makes me mad. Ha! See, and that makes me mad because Google 
agrees with me, that makes you mad. So you can't yeah, just say I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, because that makes that's what makes me mad. The fact that I'm wrong. Well, then you're wrong. So there. I am. That makes me mad. I, I for some reason when I was when I was earlier in my life, I remember somebody saying that the evening starts at five. Well, probably because of the news, because they would be like, "Welcome to the evening news." Uh, let's see here. There was something I wanted to go back on this episode to take a look at. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Adam Bomb. Oh, yes, that's what I... No, okay, it was reminding me, because Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb, I'm telling you, was managed by Johnny Polo when he first came into the World Wrestling Federation. So let's look that up. Adam Bomb. I don't think this is going to be difficult to find out. Do you remember when Adam Bomb not only had the funky contacts, but he had, like... <laughs> the football? He had something on his tongue that was, like, a different color. Yeah, his tongue was green. Ew. Um, See, it's that radiation, you know. See Brian Clark. Yes, that's the guy I'm looking for. Brian Emmett Clark, who was already 30 at this point in 1994. Uh, Best known for his appearances with World Championship Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling under the ring names The Night Stalker. Ugh. That's a little weird. Okay, here we go. Oh, he was in Smoky Mountain, too. Of course he was. Uh, Clark received a trial for the World Wrestling Federation. Uh, he had another tryout match. He debuted as Adam Bomb, the newest client of Johnny Polo. Told you. Oh. In May of 93. Uh, wearing luminous green contact lenses and sporting a red tongue. That's what it was. Okay. Bomb's gimmick was that, that 93. of a survivor of the infamous Three Mile Island yeah. nuclear meltdown yeah, accident. He was, he was built from Three Mile Island. Right, but 90, let's, let's make fun of that in a character on wrestling. <laughs> yeah, 93 and 94 are really my my dark period. Really? When I, when I really wasn't watching. Um, I, you know what? I don't want to be older, but I got gypped. Because Jason's like a little <laughs> bit older than us, right? And he got to see, like, Hogan and Savage, like, lead up in that huge story going into WrestleMania Five where the Mega Powers exploded. Like, I came in at the tail end of the Golden Era, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, but I didn't get to see, you know, Hogan and Warrior live, like, as it was happening. Or, um, you know, when I came in, Hulkamania was just about ending. <laughs> and I didn't understand why. Yeah. I was like, this I, I love Hulk Hogan! Yeah, like I said, I watched in, in kind of the late 80s, early 90s, but not, not like dedicated. Right. And then, and then I fell off of it. Uh, like the, I wasn't watching when Raw started. When Rob, when Raw started in 93, I wasn't, I wasn't watching wrestling. And then I kind of came back to it kind of late 95, mid to late 95 is when I kind of came back into things. What an error. <laughs> What a time to come back to it. And if you think about it, I really was dumb because I was watching the WBF only. Yeah. Well, the funny so thing. So I is... was watching, I was watching your, uh, Duke the Dumpster Grossies and your fucking. Okay. So that's the thing. TL Hoppers. Until the NWO started, 
I didn't realize that what I was watching was bad. I'm like, just, in the interim, it just was what it was. Yeah. And in the interim, I would rent, you know, I would rent the videos from Blockbuster. I would rent WrestleMania or, or the Coliseum home videos or, you know, the pay-per-view events and whatnot. But I wasn't watching quote-unquote live at all at that point. So here's the thing for anybody who doesn't know. These Coliseum home videos would take about sometimes seven to eight months from the time it aired on pay-per-view to be available at your video store. So I definitely wasn't able to buy every pay-per-view. I maybe got like one or two a year. So then I would go back and like pull King of the Ring 94 and like, you know, from Blockbuster and watch it like that. Um, And one time I decided it would be a good idea to rent WrestleMania 2. (laughs) (laughs) That was... See, that's why, as a kid, you should never do that. I mean, there was no way of knowing that it sucked. That was the thing, though. <laughs> watching in, in like, 1994, 1995, watching WrestleMania, the original WrestleMania or WrestleMania 2 on home video, it was boring as fuck. Yes. Those those shows were boring. But But to be fair, had I picked three, three instead... I would have been like, this is great. But yeah. I picked two, and I was like, this is old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, watch. Uh. But even one had a little bit more pizzazz than two. You oh, still had Mr. T and all that stuff and Liberace. It still felt like a <laughs> spectacle. You know? WrestleMania 3 emanating from three separate locations on one night didn't feel like a spectacle to you? Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a giant blue steel cage wasn't a spectacle. <laughs> mm. All those NFL guys in an over-the-top row battle royal. <laughs> or Rowdy Piper body slamming Mr. T. During a boxing match. During a boxing match. <sighs> OVP, had the, OVP had the perfect take on that. Wrestling fans weren't going to enjoy it because it was a boxing match. And, and boxing, boxing fans, fans weren't, weren't going to enjoy it because it was fucking fake. This, yeah, exactly. No, it's true. It's shit. It's true. But not only that, it wasn't... If it's going to be fake, they could have made it exciting. And I they, was watching something. There are ways you can make a boxing match exciting in a wrestling ring on, on, on a pro wrestling show. Fuck. Bischoff versus... I think he fought Sabisco at Starrcade 97 was actually kind of entertaining. It was ludicrous, but it was somewhat, like, enjoyable as far as, like, entertainment factor. <laughs> but but Piper versus Mr. T was boring. And there was something, I don't remember what it was. I was watching something, some sort of, it was a documentary of some sort, and Roddy Piper was talking about that match and how there's, there's that one spot where T knocks him out. Mm-hmm. And misses completely. Mm-hmm. Like even for a worked punch, didn't look, didn't come even anywhere close. And Piper says, you know, in the moment I sold it because I was supposed to sell it, but then I went back and watched it. And was like, oh, God, that was that was ugly. Um, speaking of which, and I know I mentioned already this episode, but the latest episode of Botchmania has uh, the WrestleMania bloopers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's amazing, <laughs> um, including including of course Michael Cole 
and in Samoa Joe in ponchos. So of course. definitely check that out. But as far as this episode, this was okay. Like I said, it was a nice little screenshot of what was going on in 94. But again, they were lucky they were heading into WrestleMania 10 because after this, you want to talk about like a downward spiral in the WWF. <laughs> I mean, we had Undertaker versus Under Faker promoted with Naked Gun 33 in the third going into the summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also promoted by Pizza Hut. Because remember, he not like some when when when. No, again, I remember I wasn't watching at this point. But you've seen it. You've seen SummerSlam '94, correct? I've seen. I, yeah. Okay, so. Um, oh, it's been a while. Was it, what's his name? It's been a was while. Liam Neeson. That that's his name, right? No. No. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> I'm thinking of the guy oh from Taken. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills, and I'm going to find the Undertaker. <laughs> I'm going to kill the Undertaker. That would have been so much better. Um, no, Liam Le- Neeson. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Liam Neeson's though. Um, ordered Pizza Hut one time when he was uh, in his office searching for clues. Oh, for the it was de- that's what it was delivered by the Undertaker. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> Pizza's here. Just leave it by the door. If only I could get a clue. <laughs> and that was Sean, that was ninety four for you. I just remind Sean and I used to do this thing, just as a just because it made it because it made us both laugh of doing the Undertaker and Kane as children. Oh, I remember Compl- you telling me about that. Complaining about each other to their parents. Ugh. Like in the back in the back of the car after I wanted a cheeseburger happy meal. I wanted French fries. <laughs> Taker won't stop touching me. I'm not touching you. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we? All right. Are... Paul Bear was oh, like, we've... no. <laughs> we've lost what little plot this show has. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to push the button again or not? You want me to? It's up to you. It's early. I'll push it again. Don't forget to bring a tail. <laughs> of course. Oh, you're the worst character ever, Tally. I know. Um, of course. Says fucking well, Cartman, who like... No, actually, I don't think Cartman said it. I think Kyle said it. Who's the most offensive character ever, but that's okay. Uh, again, we've completely lost the plot. Uh, so it's still on February 26th because that's how this works now. Uh, so the second event that it has given us is from uh, from this year. So no, from February 26th, 2021, it's 205 live again, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find it on the Peacock. Uh, featured series Raw NXT Talking episode, Smack. This is, this is season six, episode Superstars, nine, the Ultimate Show. NXT UK. But, but, but can I read this to you? Can I read this to you? Because sure. this is gonna this will make you happy. Mansoor teams up with Kurt Stallion to face off with Everrise. August Gray battles Tony Nies. Nice. So, um, actually, season all the six. people you mentioned were are pretty talented. So I'm not, you know. 
Except for Tony Nese. Season six. <laughs> True. We bitched about him last time. Anyways. So if you want to watch along, season six, episode nine of uh, 205 Live. Uh, hold on. Uh, I'm on episode 14. Hold on. Let me scroll down. Episode 12. Episode nine. Oh, by the way. Wow. Um, I hate to, to be the one to bring this up. But 205 Live got their title stolen from them. The Cruiserweight title has not appeared on 205 Live in, like, two years? No. What the fuck? It is an an utterly pointless show, and I don't know why it still exists. (laughs) But, like, not in... They don't even set up any, like, title fights for for the Cruiserweight Championship on on 205 Live. Here's all you need to know. 205 Live used to be a full hour after SmackDown. Yeah. This episode from two months ago is 27 minutes long. <sighs> Why even have it anymore? I mean, exactly. Maybe it gives some guys. That is a very guys, good question. Maybe it gives some guys like Mansoor work. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's it's. I mean, anyway, can't fit them all on NXT, I suppose. All right, you ready? You got zero zero. Um, hold on, because I just clicked on it, and it got the yellow circle thing going. All right, now I'm at the zero zero. Okay. By the way, Peacock, even though I'm paying for the premium plus, it's still at the beginning of every, when I, the first thing I watch always pops up that little thing that says, please dismiss, please disenable your ad blocker. No, no, not going to do that. Not a chance. <laughs> so if you're watching along, get yourself queued up, pause this if you have to and come back. As I said last time, I'm going to say three, two, one, play. We will hit play on play. So 205 Live, Season 6, Episode 9, February 26th, 2021, 3, 2, See, then, I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice until I read something that pointed out to me that not only did they change the music behind this at at WrestleMania, they also added the word together. No, I did not. So, no, so now it says, then, now, together, forever. Ew, gross. <laughs> Sounds like very stockish. Yeah. Oh my god, they just showed at this point who was the Cruiserweight Champion. And I'm like, he doesn't appear on this show. Look, it's all NXT highlights. They can turn and run. This is war. This is war. I see Isaiah Swerve Scott, and I know that it's Isaiah Swerve Scott, but still in my head, for just half a second, I go, is that uh, Christian Casanova? <laughs> Now this is war. Ah, oh, there's like nobody there. Oh, this isn't even filmed after SmackDown. This is literally filmed after NXT. Before NXT, my friend. Is that uh, is that no, me and Yes. With short hair. Kind of looks like Balky now. <laughs> hey, Carson. Don't be ridiculous. No, they've been doing 205 from the, from the Capital Wrestling Center for a while. The CWC? I think, since, I think since NXT moved there. I mean, it would make sense. The CWC originally the Cruiserweight Classic, that's right. was the Cruiserweight Classic. That's right. Who's he fighting? Kurt Stallion! You were not paying attention to me at all so five minutes ago. No, I forgot. Well, no, I, I pay attention. I just forgot as soon as you said it. Ah, oh, it is. Kurt, his tag team partner. Okay. 
Kurt Stallion. Oh, man. He kind of looks, looks like a taller Alan Angels. Kurt Stallion is so generic at this point that his name on his Titantron video is just written in the NXT match graphic pop. And there's no highlights. It's just says Kurt Stallion. Oh, we got Nigel. Yeah. Do you get I'm, Nigel on NXT UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nigel and Andy Shepard, who I wish was still ring announcing, even though I enjoy him as a commentator because the woman that they have is she's getting better, but she's not great. Um, I love Everrise. Everrise is so good. Speaking of the woman um, that they have as the ring announcer, what do you think of the NXT uh, woman who does the ring announcing? She's okay. I think she's gotten better. To be fair to her, I think she's gotten better. Though I've said on I've said on Spot of NXT, there have been times watching watching that show when I'm really not sure if she's there or if it's just if it's just ADR they dubbed in later. Maybe. Um, I have breaking news, by the way. Would you mind if I if I dropped it, or do you want me to uh, reserve comment on that? Oh, they did do the touch. We can talk about it on Thursday. Okay. Can I quickly mention it? Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, your new Impact Wrestling World Champion, Kenny Omega, the belt collector. This just in, your new ROH World Champion, Kenny Omega. Good for Kenny, not surprised. 205 Live really getting really getting shown the respect it deserves here. They? it changed the ring apron, but leave the ropes and the turnbuckle pads and the turnposts all NXT. You say that, but these guys are getting respect because at least the um, the CWC fans are the ones enjoying this match, not the people you know they used to have when they would travel at SmackDown who give two shits less. Who weekly watched Stallion perform. And by the way, to tie it in, Kenny Omega defeated Rich Swan. You may remember Rich Swan when he was on 205 Live probably four years ago at this point. Simple headlock and the lone start, Kurt Stallion. Everrise is good, but they don't. They got nothing for them. Like, they, they don't even know what to do with them. They're just like, no, you're not, like, good enough to be a real tag team in NXT. Which is a shame, because I think they are. <laughs> Stallion, I believe. I'm just confirming this. He was at the Beyond, not Beyond. Um... No, it was Beyond. The, the one Beyond wrestling show that I've ever been able to go to. He was there? I'm 98% certain. Was he good? I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was their Leap of Lottery show. Did he have better gear? I don't know what fucking movie that was. Let's look it up here. Right there. Simple two on two tag team encounter. Yep, 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 yep. yep. May 5th, 2019. The uh, Lethal Lottery. He teamed with Joey Janela to defeat Alex Reynolds and Tony Deppen. Continues to be an inspiration. I know. Generation of potential Middle Eastern superstars. And of course, the two of them, who is uh, also known as Stokely Hathaway. You mean Malcolm Dibbett. Uh, and then, uh, 
Uh, yeah, that's about um, Stallion and Janela were in the Battle Bowl Battle Royal, but neither of them. Speaking of Malcolm Bivens, uh, and, we're, and we're looking at generic as fuck Ty, uh, Kurt Stallion, do you know who Tyler Rust is? Oh, that name rings a bell? He's a client of Malcolm Bivens. They tried with him for like three weeks. Um, and I haven't seen him in a while, but he's also was very, very generic. I mean, your name's Tyler Rust, so you're already starting off at a disadvantage. But he looked like Kurt Stallion. <laughs> we, first, we first comment on his uh, cage match profile. A 5.0 from Kyle Enjoys Wrestling, saying, quote, I'm having a hard time finding anything interesting about Rust. He seems like a guy who's just there and does not have enough charisma to ever become much of a star. Yep. Exactly. What he is. This is unlike what we've seen from Mansoor. He's usually high flying, running around. What's it? Mansoor is the guy who who they signed so he could win battle royals at the Saudi Arabia shows. And then after they started having trouble with the Saudi Arabia shows, went, ah shit, I guess we should put him on NXT so we have something to do. The kid is talented. I like the short hair better. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, of which, for people who used to be on 205 Live, have you seen the latest uh, version of Umberto Carrillo? I did see him on uh, whatever show that was last week. Raw. Um, he's gotten some more muscle on him. Bro's Jack. Yeah, he's, he's got a little jacked up. Now he lost to Sheamus in a minute and a half, but still. Got to start somewhere. Speaking of starting somewhere, they also put Angel Gazzo at nine jacks. I mean, not officially, but kind Another 205 alum. See? There can be superstars that come from 205. If you if you build them. Remember when Angel Garza pro- uh, 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 proposed to his fiance on an episode of NXT? Yes. No piece of playboy. I think that's the night that he beat Leo Rush for the for the cruiserweight title. Sounds right. Yeah, because it was after he won. Oh, it's the Bollywood Boys. Okay. Still there. I don't hate the Bollywood Boys, even though they're dressed like the Young Bucks tonight. But <laughs> they really are. <laughs> if the Young Bucks and the Hitman had a baby, it would be those jackets. Um, but my only issue with the Bollywood got, Boys... Because they've got the fucking Bret Hart epaulets. Yep, no, they do. Is that they're not talented? No, 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 no. My issue with the Bollywood Boys is that when when they were Jinder's uh, posses, they were just that They were just made to be bitched out the whole time. And now that Jinder's not around, that's all I still think of when I see them. It's like, oh, that's the guy Randy Orton murdered. Nice. <laughs> what? The last job that I have. <clears throat> One of the guys in the warehouse who was just an absolute dipshit in almost every respect. Okay. But it always talks to me about wrestling, because he was a wrestling fan. You know I was a wrestling fan. Here's all you need to know, here's all you need to know about this guy. Are you making that face with that power bomb? Yeah, that power bomb that Mansoor bounced off the uh, canvas on. Dude, here's, here's, 
here's all you need to know about this guy uh, in terms of his uh, his brain power. His favorite wrestler, Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. Like, and he does, and he didn't like Daniel Bryan. Well. Nice cohesion. But his favorite wrestler is Jinder Mahal. I hate to agree with you, Nigel, but ever since the Hollywood Boys have Yeah, I got nothing. I can't defend that. You can't. The dude is an idiot. But did he also like other muscle muscly guys? Is that his thing? Vascular. I, I tried. I tried to talk to him as little as possible. Which is a shame because I like discovering wrestling fans when you don't know there's yeah. wrestling fans. Yeah. But then the, they turn out to be idiots. But he would always, he would always, in passing in the kitchen, his, his greeting to me was, "Did you watch Raw last night?" Is it Monsor or is it Mansor? Yes. Oh wait, it's Vic. Vic sucks. Never mind. <clears throat> oh my god, this is an, uh, this is a show where we get to hear classic Vic commentary. I do, I like Vic Joseph. No, you do not. Shut up. You didn't listen to the rest of my sentence on After the Bell. I enjoy him on After the Bell when he's just being a human being and not being commentator Vic Joseph. I will say that as of right now, Vic Joseph is a better commentator than Adnan Burr. <laughs> How long until Adnan says kayfabe on TV? Give it a few, couple weeks, not even. If that, if that roll of it been the finish, I was going to complain. Oh! Oh, Lope. And another one almost murders the Indians. Wait, why is it a Lope? Because he goes between the, the bottom rope and the middle rope? Yes. Uh, why isn't Beth Phoenix saying it? Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong white guy in British yeah, nothing for what that. Come on. I thought you were seriously asking. I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I thought you could see her in the background. I thought they dubbed over commentary. Because they've done that before. Oh, that was nice. That was, that was smart tag team. Oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. What the fuck was that? Right place, right time. Parker, oh, is that a Claymore or or a bro gig? Yes, it's a, it was a bro more. Oh no! Ah! Uh, oh my God! He fucking did it again! Instead of actually saying the word three or saying Mansour wins, he goes ah! <laughs> One, two, <laughs> Fucking Vic Joseph, he's such an idiot. That way, just in case. Whoa! You realize they haven't changed those commentary desks in like 20 years at this point. <laughs> you say that, but after the Tony Storm one fell apart, they definitely reinforced it. <laughs> But if you think about it, the, the reason those the reason those commentary tables have the look that they do is because that was the raw logo with the metal bits in the corner. Okay. 
Would you Probably prefer the glass table that AEW uses? No, I just think it's funny that they have not. They haven't even tried to update them at all. <laughs> Let's put a different sticker on top. Nobody will notice. Put your hand away, you puppet. He called him a puppet! No, I don't call him a puppet because Vic tried to give him fucking daps or, or a high five or something. He does look like a muppet. Put your hand down! Let's be serious for a second. Ari Davari since. Oh no! I was listening to an August Grey promo. Fucking Ari Davari! Instant heat! Instant heat! Let me hold him for you. Whoa! What a dick! Tony Nese is a poor man's John Silver. No, he's not. Did you just call him a poor man's John Silver? Yes. John Silver's oh, super entertaining. What is entertaining about Tony Nese? That's why he's the poor man's John Silver. No! He's a poor man's Rick Rude. Against Davari, but with Nese on the outside, proving a distraction. Davari took the opportunity to take out Gray. But apparently they're Davari's. here to watch his friend, and it had nothing to do with Gray. That distraction opened the door. Boom! Oh, no. Hammer, lock, lariat. Great sell by August Gray, though. Patent just. Remember when you could patent wrestling moves? Patented. Vic, can I get the uh, can I get the U.S. patent dollars patent number for that day? Hammerlock Larry. I thought this was a tag team match. Episode description. Are you spoiling things for me? Maybe. Oh no. Never mind. That was a ta- that was a- the tag team match was the last match. Never mind. Okay. You never know. Sometimes holla holla player. <clears throat> And sometimes the WB Network description says Dusty Rhodes is wrestling at Halloween Havoc 91. Yep. <laughs> or 92, whichever one had the fucking Chamber of Horrors. I was going to say, was that the Chamber of Horrors? I'm so glad you watched that. Because that ridiculousness existed and you had to, you had to see it. It is ridiculous. <laughs> the power, the, the, the power. Call it a switch, but it's not really a switch. You know what I'm talking about? On the side that just keeps falling into the on position, and at some point, even the referees are just like, "Nah, fuck it, leave it." Nobody cares. It's not like it's integral to the finish of the match or anything. It's not like it's real. <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. Oh no, we. Oh no, we murdered Abdullah the Butcher with an electric chair. Oh wait, he's fine. Yeah, he's alright. He's all mad. Streaming live on Peacock and WWE Network, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I wonder if Vic Joseph sings that song. Oh, I have abs. Whoa, Arya Davari's outfit is fantastic. Dude, look at that outfit by Davari. That is fantastic. It is a black and gold jumpsuit, I guess you would call it's it. It's like knockoff Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> Arya Davari is the Gucci gang. <laughs> Cruiserweight division, but question sense. How does 
Good thing you undid those three snaps. By that man abroad! Umbridge. Tony, we came up with this uh, with this new logo for you. Uh, we, we basically we took the Yankees logo, we made it shittier. Does that work for you? Speaking of dress to the nines. Speaking of dress to the nines, there he is. Sal, Sal, Sal. Look at his jacket. Oh, he's got backup. Oh, oh he's got backup. Is it Cam Zagami? <laughs> Wait, Jake Austin Atlas. Are even. Oh, now, this is fair, that doesn't even look like Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas, all black t-shirt, black pants. That's not the Jake Atlas I know. What are you saying? Because he's gay, he's got to be flamboyant all the time. No, I'm saying I'm used to his flamboyant <laughs> costumes. So you said because he's gay, he's got to be playing boy all the time. No, I'm saying. Sal's so, so about to end this fake call. <laughs> I'm a fan of Jake Atlas. Yeah. But unfortunately, he doesn't get much time on NXT. <laughs> unfortunately, no one in WWE is. Will be Ugh, the don't say let's go August, just say let's go AG. It sounds so much better. What's wrong with you people? It's August. It's August. He needs platinum honeys. That's what he needs. She's doing her thing in the Northeast. She's still being hooked on shows and stuff. You see Atlas's eyes, they are trained on Davari on the outside. Just to make sure that Davari does not get Speaking of which, if this, this summer, if like, if this indie wrestling starts coming thing. back to, you know, more local venues world. around, I'm definitely going to a few indie know. shows. Uh, Lucky Pro July 9th in Hudson. Ooh. Tickets go on sale May 1st, I think so. August Gray, and you talk about the best I showed the thing on Facebook, but it's on Facebook. Not just Santos Escobar, NXT UK superstar Jordan Devlin always watches. How much is, uh, or how far is Hudson for you? Is, uh, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I haven't plotted it out from the house. About 45 minutes from the old about the same for me. It'll probably be longer, though, because I'll have to take 93 to 495 as opposed to just 95 to 495. Probably closer to 90 to an hour. Or so. Not a beautiful back elbow, by the way. You got a little Oh, love that fucking punch from him. Good punch. Good work. I mean, it's no Billy Gunn. Oh. Oh. Side Get out of here, Arya Davari. He's trying to distract AG. Yeah, you better back up. That's right. Yeah, I love the beat because we know someone in this match. We're not even. We're just fucking watching it. 
Davari tried to provide a distraction. And Davari again. This is a distraction, and that's why. This oh, yes. Yes. That was oh, dumb. Well, I'm going to slide back in the ring, but I'm immediately going to look at you. Again. What do they say, Vic? Fool me one, forget about it. It's a springboard. Boots all by Nice. Nice got all of it. Cover it, Trey. Did he, though? That was all leg. Yeah. What happened? No, fans fade to black for no goddamn reason. What the fuck? I guess that was a commercial in the original broadcast. No, I'm guessing that's a peak. Because they do that in NXT UK sometimes. Where it'll just fade to black and then come back and it'll be the exact same portion of the match. I'm like, oh, Peacock considered that. Well, it's better than, I guess, fade to black and then you come back and it's a completely different match. That would be upsetting. <laughs> Yay, Peacock. Always trying to be successful. As you mentioned, that's what it's all about here in 205 Live. They were successful last week and hold on. He's just peeling right off the mat. Oh! I find it funny that they still recycle Thunderdome for CWC. This is the fact that, you know, these fans are watching Raw. No, these guys are definitely watching 205 Live, <laughs> which isn't live at all, and so... We saw that at the beginning of Superstars. When when Johnny Polo was, was appeared with Vince, the fans that they used in the background and the blue screen were like from six years ago. That's clever. Nice. That's a clever way to transition into that move. Reverse the Irish whip and slide under the legs. So close, but look how quickly now. Nice is going to try to follow up with a body scissors. I also mentioned this, uh, I think I mentioned it on WWE Rundown, or at least did beforehand, in that one on NXT, when they, they put the, the chain link over the Thunderdome fans. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, no, I like it. You should have seen the, the it's visual. A, it's a different look. Actually, did you watch the latest episode of NXT? Proper. Yeah. So did you see the um, interaction between um, Indy and Dexter when they were... On opposite sides of the... the, the tripped. Yeah. Whoa. They were trying to, like, come to the point where the there was a break in the, the fencing. Oh, what a close. Oh, by the way, the fate... And I know this is an NXT rundown, but... The baby faces, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, fucking shit-kicked Candice LeRae in a locker room. Call them by their name. Ray feeling the energy, feeling the love from the Capital Wrestling Center. Up goes Nice. That was Over goes Gray. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it like a backflip like that on a back suplex to land on their front. I liked it. Well, Gray at this point dragging these. Putting him in the drop zone. What's he got in mind? Clearly looking to go with the top row. Oh, he's kind of fun. Why am I just willing himself to the top row? Oh, Davari tosses Atlas into the steel steps. Oh, that's why he was kind of far, so that Tony Nese could do a front roll into a forearm. Or an uppercut, whatever the fuck he did. Oh, boo, Tony Nese is going to win this match, and I'm going to be mad. <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed the 450! Get him! Get him! Kill switch? Davari again. 
Can't the ref toss Tavari from ringside? Oh, there's Jake Atlas. Oh, shit! Tossing and cash. Tossing and cash. Whoa! Jake Atlas fucking just knocked Tavari's teeth out. Tony Nese doing that Fosbury flop over the top rope on a Jake Atlas. That was actually pretty good. Impressive. Here we go. So much prettier. <gasps> oh, I so like much, that. It's so much prettier. I like that move. I, I like the name of it. I know. That's pretty cool. That's just wearing a two-box shirt. Who is? Oh, somebody in the crowd. Oh, Tony Atlas. Oh, Tony Atlas. Jesus Christ. Jake Atlas. The closing moments of the match. Two so much prettier. Like Here it was Davari finally taken out by Ooh, heaven is outside. a place on earth. Oh wait, no. <laughs> oh wait, that's not his song here. Never mind. Needs to show you the athleticism that made him a champion once before. Oh, but this is nice, an unprettier off of the top rope, almost like a an acid drop or a Dudley dog, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. But so much prettier. I like that name too. That's nice. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Pray not to be made a fool here tonight. Fool me. You can't get fooled again. I like that. I like that. You know what? Those guys were talented. Even when you said Tony Nese wasn't talented, he still managed to to hit that uh, Flosberry flop over the top to the outside. That was that was that was very impressive. No, that's the thing. That this this episode was basically a year and a half after the episode that we watched last time. Yeah. It was also about 20 minutes shorter than the episode we watched last time. This is true. No. And it was far more entertaining. Yeah, because you know what? They don't need... Because they don't give a shit now. Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> because they don't give a shit. But also, you don't need the fucking promos and the backstage, uh, you know, vignettes and all that other shit. Just a couple matches. That's all we really need on this show. Again, it would be nice if they kind of... Yeah had the champ show up every now and then, but that's okay. And they, and they avoided the thing that we, that uh, Jeff and I complained about back on the hurry up and cruiserweight days was that needless squash in the middle. Yes. Cause that's the thing. When 205 live was, was an hour, it was three matches, but there was always a squash in the middle and it was pointless. It would go opening match promo, you know, fucking recap squash in the middle promo main event. And we just took all that bullshit out, and we had two pretty good matches. And our friend won, so. Yes, and that's the important part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So we discovered this episode that the Peacock experience is not the greatest, but it will do. It'll do. It's going to have to. <laughs> uh, so that wraps up episode 18 of Title Subject to Change. I do hope you all enjoyed it. Sal, I think we did, though. I think this was... Uh, I think we enjoyed what we watched this week. This was fun. This was fun. Even, even 94. It was scary, because sometimes in 94, you never know what you're going to get. La- WWF Superstars is like a box of chocolates. I mean, for uh, all, they could have had Thurman Spark Plug. No, wait, no. It's not Thurman Thurman Spark. Sparky Plug. Yes. I, for some reason, I thought it was Thurman Spark Plug Holly for a second. My, nick, my nickname is Sparky. <laughs> They could have had calls me Sparky. Thurman Sparky Plug on commentary. You never know in 94. They did weird shit like that. 
It's just that over and over. Also, I enjoyed that Shawn like Michaels cut a promo right. from the top of the ladder and was the first one in WWE history to ever do so. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, uh, as always, uh, Sal and I will be back on Thursday with the AEW Rundown. So please uh, come check us out there. Um, and uh, thanks to Troy for the uh, for the cool Post-it Note logo. I still uh, I still really enjoy that. So uh, join us next time, whenever that might be. Uh, I do have a quick question for you before we end the episode. Now, who looked more generic, Kurt Stallion or John Paul? <laughs> At least Kurt Stallion had an entrance video. Okay, but that's because they didn't have entrance videos in '94 for the jobbers. There was a video screen there. The Razor Ramon had an entrance video. <laughs> yeah, I said for the jobbers. All right, fair bum, enough. Bum. Down, bum, bum. This is just devolving into me singing random theme songs. <laughs> oh, Full Metal was such a good album. All right. Mm-hmm. So join us next time when Sal and I go... Back in time! You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host, Adam, on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>